My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Would you punch someone for like a microwave or a hair dryer? A context. Well, I'm just thinking like in the old days, like, okay, so Thanksgiving's coming up next week. Get your turkey ready. And then like Black Friday is, you know, there's Black Friday and there's Cyber Monday. And I was thinking back on previous Thanksgivings and like your mom and Julie, your sister, used to come to the house. And I can vividly remember Julie pulling out all these newspapers and like, you know, circulars and all the things, all the good things they do here, like it happened. And like you put them out and she would circle them literally with Sharpies and plot and plan her day from sometimes five in the morning until the end of the night, figuring out what she was going to buy, what she was going to purchase, what she had to get somewhere early for. And it's almost like that whole system has just been wiped out. I mean, people do still plot and plan, but I think there's so much now done online. online, Yeah. That people are almost now trained to wait for Cyber Monday. And I work in kind of a retail situation right now. And we are we're I'm, I'm like, this is going to be my first Black Friday, not as a shopper. And I'm like, I'm scared. Like, I'm thinking I got to get on my orthopedic shoes and get ready to like run or do do whatever I have to do because people are going to be fighting everything. Well, that used to be the fun thing to do was see all the videos. Oh, my gosh. Like when, when Best Buy would open at 6 a.m. and the people would bum rush the doors for an Xbox and then fight one another over a, a big screen television or yeah. something and, and literally get into fights. And then these videos would go viral later in the afternoon on Black Friday. And I just don't think there's an awful lot of that anymore, especially I think we're going to learn this year because of COVID. I think most, if not all the retailers are taking their biggest deals online because they don't want those crowds. Yeah, it's 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 funny to think about. It's yet another thing that in a short period of time in our like history of the world that kids aren't even going to know about. But you're right. It used to be everyone got up and hit the road if you were shopping for Christmas presents at like six in the morning on the day after Thanksgiving to go and get these different presents. And you could sometimes drive like 10 different places. I remember Julie would to save like $10. And have to fight for your parking spot. Yes. Remember what a big deal that was? Oh. I remember I remember one year in Terrestrial Radio when I worked at the uh, former country station here in Atlanta. My program director at the time, Scott Lindy, who I love to death, program director is your direct boss when you're an on-air personality at a radio station. Kind of like your coach. Yes. And, and so Lindy said, we want you to work Black Friday. What? We're Black Friday. Well, I'm going to be like, you're going to be in the malls, so. Well, but we were going to be out of town or at least on vacation. Right. But he said, listen, in morning drive, which is 6 to 10 a.m. on Black Friday, that's a huge audience. And the more I thought about it, and, and Lindy was very, very smart. And, and the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what? He's exactly right. Because people are in their cars. Absolutely. They are going from store to store to store. And, and so we came up with all these different uh, ideas where, like, we sent an intern out to Mall of Georgia, and they stood, like, in a parking spot in, in front of, uh, you know, I don't know. Macy's or something. whatever. And yeah. so then whoever won that parking spot could just. That's a great up. promotion. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun doing it. We didn't like getting up the day after Thanksgiving at 315, 330 in the morning. I think it was Dallas and I back in during this time period. But we had a lot of fun with it. It turned out to be a turned out to be really fun. fun morning. Do, should we give away a parking spot and you go stand in it? No, we should oh. not. OK, we should not. That's not something you want to do. All right. What did you jam to on the way here today? Well, I have to tell you, my love affair with Morgan Wallen is just continuing. It will not slow down. Can't stop, won't stop. So my um, jam song was more than my hometown from his album. And his hometown, just in case you're wondering, is Sneedville, Tennessee. Have you ever heard of Sneedville? I think it's outside of Nashville, is it not? It sounds like something from the Grinch. 
like everybody lives in Sneedville. You know what I mean? The who's and the who nots and the who what's. And that's his new song, is it not? Love it. I mean, I just, I, I'm telling you, it. I cannot get enough of his music. I just can't. I want to stop and listen to something else, but I can't. Love him. Love him. Love him. Love him. How about you? All right. You ready for this one? I don't know. Rock my world, little country girl. Mm. Little Brooks and Dunn. That's a good one. Going back on the Spotify Hype Song playlist. Uh, this is what we do. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Cadillac Jack, that's Donna across the, the studio here from me. And, and, and so top of every episode, we throw out a song that we have been just jamming to and really enjoying or rediscovering or discovering for the first time. And but although we are an Apple music classified as a music podcast, we can't play music. So we use the Spotify Hype Song playlist as a an Achilles heel. Is that would that be right? No, no. An Achilles heel is something that's negative. Okay, well then, it's uh, like a pain in your your heel. Okay, well then, as an addendum, 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 Donna, mm-hmm. to, to a companion piece, companion piece to the podcast is exactly what the Spotify hype song playlist is. Yeah, I sometimes am an Achilles heel to you often, mm-hmm. and so you can go back in every uh, episode that we've done since January. Uh, mm-hmm. All of the songs are on there, so it's like days worth of great music and all different genres are represented. And, if you're traveling for Thanksgiving and you're caught up on episodes of this podcast, then you may shift to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. That's a great for idea. Hours of driving enjoyment. Hours. And you know, we're we're rolling up here on our um our one year anniversary. And I know we've got big plans here. Carl's got big plans going on. We've got cake, dancing girls, live band, confetti, confetti cannons, strobe lights. strobe lights, all of it. So just continue to stay tuned because I mean you certainly don't want to miss that. All right, let's talk about Taylor Swift. Taylor is... Um, She's angry. And rightfully so. Um, her, her catalog has been sold again for $300 million. Her catalog, meaning every song that she poured her life into, every song that she wrote, and, and from knowing Taylor, you know, she started writing songs when she was in the single digits. When she was in middle school. And so every single song she's ever written has now been sold to a, 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 a holding company. company. It's that's the thing that makes it. And even I don't worse. understand that part. Can you explain to me what that is exactly? Why would they want Taylor Swift? Who are they, and why would they want Taylor Swift's catalog? Well, it's called green money. So holding companies are like companies that come in and buy other companies or invest in other companies that they think they can make money off of. And it's usually a big consortium of businesses or groups of businesses or individuals who have a lot of money. And sometimes they invest in distressed companies that they think they can turn around or, you know, they can make money off of while they're distressed or. And I think that's the thing that burned probably a little more because here's the problem. Who knows who he was shopping it around to? I don't think another what would have been great is if another artist had bought it and given it to her and then maybe she paid them back. But there's probably some like IRS ruling about that about I don't know. But anyway, I just think it's kind of, it's just sad. It's sad. And the saga just continues. And there are so many people who, you know, think just continue to come to Scooter Braun's defense and say that he's actually a really good guy and it's just a business decision. And I actually used to, I mean, I didn't know him, but I liked him. I kind of followed him. I thought he was young and he certainly invested in Justin Bieber and, you know, seemed to do the right thing with him. But this is just, it just smacks of like, meanness for no reason you know like and she said and I'm sure again he said she said millions of sides to the story she said she was never given the opportunity to purchase them and this is the second time yeah that that her catalog has been sold and she has not been offered 
the opportunity to buy her own music. Allegedly, as we think. But I, I can't imagine if she wasn't given the opportunity. But she did say, I believe, she did say that she refused to buy it from Scooter Braun. So now maybe if this company wants to sell it to her, she would. But that she refuses to give and, and has refused in the past to give him money for her work. And here, I, I mean, I understand that. Here is part of the post from Taylor Swift. As you know, for the last year, I've been actively trying to regain ownership of my master recordings. With that goal in mind, my team attempted to enter into negotiations with Scooter Braun. Scooter's team wanted me to sign an ironclad NDA stating I would never say another word about Scooter Braun unless it was positive before we could even look at the financial records of Big Machine Label Group, which is always the first step in a purchase of this nature. I would have to sign a document that would silence me forever before I could even have a chance to bid on my own work. My legal team said that this is absolutely not normal and they've never seen an NDA like this presented unless it was to silence an assault accuser by paying them off. He would never even quote my team of price. These master recordings were not for sale to me. That's sad. And she was made aware that they were just sold in the past week because she got a letter from Shamrock Holdings, which is the company that bought them for $300 million. And they sent her a letter saying, listen, we just purchased your music. We just purchased your videos and even your album art. And Taylor Swift is very, very creative. And she takes such pride, not only in the songs and the words that she strings together for songs, but the album art. The and visual. All of the, the videos. Yeah. Taylor's so, so involved in all of that. I think it's sad. And you know what I think also? I think it's very... Um, Ugh, I think it's very convoluted in Nashville because there are a lot of country artists that are represented by Scooter Braun and Big Machine. And we're certainly not saying that Big Machine as a whole is a horrible company or whatever. But I think it's really a tricky situation right now because you've got, you know, different artists. I know a little big town is represented by them. And there's some others who I know. Well, Lady Annabelle, too. Lady Annabelle, who are fans of Taylor. And so it's almost like. I think in her mind, and this may be a stretch for some people, but I think in her mind, it's like people working, like he represents Ariana Grande, people working for someone who has openly assaulted or done something to someone. And they're just turning a blind eye to it because that's their boss. That's how they get paid. That's their company. And so I think it really, aside from the story that we're reading in the trades and everything, I think there's also this very under undertoned bad situation going on because there are those that come to his defense and say he's just the greatest guy in the world and he believes in artists and music and it's such a dichotomy to have someone who on one hand is representing artists and building careers and on the other hand has seemingly come after this woman for whatever reason on a really personal level and I agree with you on master recordings. I, I don't think we've said this before on the podcast. I don't think anyone should ever own someone else's work unless they've had the opportunity to buy it and they weren't financially able to do that. But in this particular case, again, whether you like Taylor Swift or not, we're not talking about whether you think her voice is too high or she's too get giddy or that, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about someone who created a catalog of work, as you said, from an incredibly early age and wrote all these songs. This is not material that was written in collaboration with four or five other, I mean, maybe one or two, but I don't even think so. You know, up until recently, until she started working um, with a guy from Fun and, and doing more collaborative stuff, 
She wrote everything by herself. And she has said, I'm going to go back. She's starting it now and re-record all of my songs. Do you think that that will diminish the $300 million price tag that, that was it Shamrock? I think Shamrock Holdings paid. Maybe. I think that it will. But, you know, she said then that it will give the opportunity. It will be important then that people who download her music download her version. So it's it's just convoluted. And I just don't think there's really, truly any reason for this. If the goal was to make money off the recordings, Scooter Braun has plenty of money. It sounds like Taylor and her team would have entertained paying something. But that NDA, the, there's something there. You, you think know. she knows stuff about Scooter that he just does not want out? I think he just wants her to stop this public assault on his, you know, reputation. And she wants him to stop her his public assault on her music. You know, and the two are not going to give up. And, and And I think he's doing these things to obviously make money and yes he's a businessman but i just like i said earlier i think it's hard to be in a business where your role as a label president or someone is to encourage artists and bring out creativity and look after them if i'm ariana grande or i'm maybe not justin bieber because they grew up in the industry together but if i'm any of these country acts that are represented by him now eh, i might sleep with one eye open because what's the, what's the thing that someone says always a you know, always a problem, always a problem. And I just, is he for artists? I don't know. I don't know. Or is it all about the money? Is it all about the money? All right. We miss live music. And there is a story out there that we want to dissect because I think that there is some misinformation out there about the story that Ticketmaster says, if you're going to go to a concert, you must prove that you have had the COVID-19 vaccine or that you have tested negative for COVID, I think, uh, at least 72 hours prior to the concert that you plan on attending. Yes. The legal question is this. Can Ticketmaster legally make you show proof of that? And I say they can't. And here's why. Ticketmaster is a ticket broker. You go to Ticketmaster.com or you, nobody calls. Remember, we were growing up there. You called a number. You know, here right. in Atlanta, it was 404-249-6400. Yeah. Tickets Friday at 10 yep. or whatever. But uh, you know now everything's done online at Ticketmaster.com. They do not own the venues. Ticketmaster doesn't own the places where wherever you're listening to this podcast in the world right now, wherever you go to see your concerts, they don't own the individual venues. They just own the brokering site and control the tickets and the processing of the money and things like that. So I, I think that it would come down to this. The venue owner uh, would have to be the one to make that rule. I think so too. I don't think that Ticketmaster is in any place to say, you know what, you have to show us a certificate or a, a PDF download or something, which are we going to have those in, in our, our wallets moving forward where if yep. you've been vaccinated, you have proof of it, kind of like a driver's license? Probably. And you put it in your Apple wallet and have to show it, you know, just like if you, you know, when you had your heart stuff, if you show a card that you have stents, if you have whatever, I think it's crazy. I mean, I get it, but I think, I mean, hello, paging George Orwell, you know, you have to prove that you've been vaccinated to enter places. And here's the thing. What happens then with StubHub? and big tickets and, and all these other third party, then then is there none of that? You know, is there only, is this one thing where Ticketmaster remains the monopoly of tickets that you can only use a Ticketmaster ticket because you've been proven that you've had these tests and done? It's, it's a scary, scary slope. And, you know, listen, I'm one of those people too who's like, gosh, I hope we get a vaccine just so we can get the country back up and running and everything. But with the vaccine comes a whole nother host of of issues that we've never dealt with before. I, I just don't see how that could be legal. 
But maybe. Who knows? The article notes that Ticketmaster would not store or have access to fans' medical records and would only receive confirmation that a fan may attend an event. So what's happening right now behind the scenes is there are all of these app creators that are developing these apps and this technology or software or whatever it may be, uh, and not only for concerts, but for any business for work, where, they're, for right, where they're going to yeah. want to know if you have received the COVID-19 vaccine. Airline travel. Exactly. Where you just flash up, you know, and a QR code pops up or something on your smartphone. But how do I mean, again, how do you keep that safe? How do you know that it's not? I mean, again, fraud comes with that. Or are you downloading someone else's? I don't know. It's crazy. Grammy Awards are coming up. And the Grammy nominations are going to be announced uh, next Tuesday. And if you are a betting man, go with The Weeknd for Album of the Year. Go with uh, Blinding Lights from The Weeknd for Record of the Year. For Song of the Year, Blinding Lights again. And for Best New Artist, Dojo Cat. Is that right, Donna? Doja Cat. Doja Cat. All do you know, of these do you are know who that artists. is? Do you know who Doja I, Cat I, is? I know the name just from TikTok. I think it's a girl. Maybe a boy. I, honestly, I don't even know. I will say this. The Weeknd um, was just tapped to be the Super Bowl, the halftime Super Bowl performer. So he is hot, hot, hot. Right now. And these odds, these go with artists that I just laid out there in front of you are from uh, like different uh, Vegas odds makers and book book people and betting folks and that do all that kind of stuff. But I, I think Alicia Keys will return as host of the Grammys, which are coming up, I think, late January. But the nominations again next week. I think so, too. Um, the best new artist winner. I mean, I would say probably t- 10 of those, if not more, are from TikTok. And uh, country artist Gabby Barrett is in there, too. Yes, but I will tell you, her song is Big Trigger. Listen, these are just odds. These are just odds. But she sings a great country song um, that's now crossed over to pop radio. Yes, and and she's pregnant. She did a version of it with Charlie Puth on the Country Music Association Awards called uh, I Hope. I I do. I hope. I hope. hope. Um, Here's something. We're going to go off off book again. Okay. Because it's not on the um, run of show. the run of show, but I see Harry Styles at number six. And have you heard all the controversy that's going on with Harry Styles and the Vogue cover? Wearing his dress. Yes. yes. And that there are people who've come out and said, you know, the loss of masculinity and men, what's going on and why, you know, why is this happening? And we need more men out there. And so many um, other celebrities and people in music and entertainment and fashion have come to his defense. And this is just the craziest thing to me. And not just because I'm a Harry Styles fan. He loves fashion, loves fashion. And the whole conversation in 2020 that how you dress has to do with your masculinity has got to stop. I mean, for heaven's sakes, it's like pink is a color, you know, but if you wear pink, then you're, you know, why would a boy wear pink? It is just crazy. And I honestly don't think it comes from our, the generation that we're raising because I know my kids are like, they would never think that like a person could wear a pink shirt, you know, but it's this older generation who is just so stuck in this stuff. And someone brought out a great comment the other day about him wearing a skirt or whatever or a dress and the vikings wear skirts you know um knights wear skirts it, it's just crazy irish you know I mean, again kilts have you ever heard of it and it's just this I, I just it's crazy sometimes to me that as far as we've come in 2020 it'll be one incident like that and we just get thrown back into like the olden days. Well, and Harry's worn heels before too. He like this has. is nothing new for Harry Styles. But the thing about Harry Styles is he wears everything so well. He will show up in, like you said, heels and a dress, and the next day or even that afternoon, he'll be at Ralph's in Malibu, the grocery store, in like a pair of joggers, 
and a Grateful Dead t-shirt. And he looks just as good. So it's like, people, stay in your lane and stop worrying about this kind of stuff. But the message it sends is just so, like, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. But it was a vote cover. So do you think that Harry Styles and his team of the team of people around him knew to push the envelope because it of was vote? Of course. Okay. Because it's fashion. And as he said, 60, 70% of the time he goes in a store and he's drawn to female clothes because they're the way they're made and they're beautiful and the way they look. But it's like, and, and, and even if he's not the most masculine person in the world, who cares? Who cares? But it's just bringing back this conversation again of female roles and male roles and what boys should wear and what girls should wear and what sports girls should play and what sport boys should play. Stop it. Stop it. Because again, I will guarantee you, if you are listening to this podcast and you, in which you have every right to, and you vehemently disagree with me, your kids probably don't feel that way unless you've taught them to feel that way. Because this generation that we're raising, they just don't see it. They don't see life the way we do, where everybody has to drive in one lane and wear one kind of clothes and act one way. It's, it's just, it's not an issue to them. So why is it an issue to everyone else? That's just a little sidecar. Sorry. No. Anyway, well, love so, Harry. I love Harry. We got to do something about kids and animals in the bed mm. with us because like, I'm exhausted as we, as we record here. What? It's so dramatic. No, I'm not, I'm not being dramatic at all, but, but there was a 14 year old in, 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 in our bed last night. It but your our, real estate is the same. No, it's not. I looked over at you and you had, cause I knew Donna. this was going to come up today. So I actually looked over at your real estate. Nothing's changed. You've got the same amount of real estate. I'm I was one. clutching the corner of the mattress mm. as to not fall three feet to the floor at any given moment last night because I have Charlotte, our youngest, in between. Which Why was she in there to begin with? And we've had this conversation. I don't think that it's good for a whole list of reasons. I think that it gets her out of, uh, I think that, that her routine. it gets her out of her routine. She had school today. What was, what was the purpose? I, I was finishing up Dateline from Friday night. I come in around one o'clock and, and there's two hound dogs, a 14 year old and, and you in our bed. What was the thinking behind that? Here's the thing, please. Because I've been working a lot lately. She has not been. She is feeling like she doesn't see me as often. So she simply got into the bed to hang out with me and talk. We were talking about some things with school and her friends and everything. And I'm so tired. I fell asleep. And I think she did, too. It's not done like some angry thing where we're putting it and it's I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. and she's not there all the time it's just like i just fell asleep but i woke up in the middle of the night because it was freezing and i was kind of clutching the edge of the bed and i'm like look at let me look let me check his real estate he's got plenty what does that mean what kind of check my real estate what does that mean you've got more than half of the bed and then the no, two no, of that us, is simply not true i don't know and sally has our older hound dog has been sleeping with us because she has sundowners because she's so, so old. And so she's, I think she's getting worried at night that literally she could pass away in the middle of the night. And she could. And we don't say that lightly. She's been with our family for so long. And so I think she climbs up in the bed because she just wants to kind of be near people. And Roscoe has had a case of the of the caddies. He's had a troubled trummy. Troubled, a case troubled, of the, yeah, troubled a, tummy. Did you just say Roscoe, our younger hound dog, has had a case of the caddies? Yes. He what? has the same thing that you suffer from at times, a troubled tummy. It happens to everybody. Right. Well, it's been happening in my closet, and I'm not happy. I took him out late last night, mm. and uh, it sounded like the uh, the soft serve ice cream machine at McDonald's when it's out of ice cream and it kind of just sputters. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, can this dog not just toe the line between getting hit by a car, eating magic mushrooms, stuck under the deck, soft serve machine? Like, stop. Stop. A lot going on. Yeah. But I'll work on that with the kids and the dogs. So tomorrow at uh, 4 o'clock, we are going to have visitors on our patio, on our porch, our front porch, and they're going to be from Dinner Affair, and they're dropping off a month's worth of meals. So Love you it. know, Donna, delivery day for Dinner Affair. Very uh, exciting. It, it truly is. And I know we got Christmas coming up. we got uh, Thanksgiving next week. Uh, every day is Christmas, though, when it's Delivery Day, Dinner Affair, because they bring to your uh, to, to your to your home uh, contactless delivery. The meals that you choose every single month, 15 new meals, they change monthly, dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com. And then you move them into your freezer. And when it's time to uh, uh, for the family to have a, a dinner, you, you pick out which one you want. You pull it out of the freezer. You defrost it. Three, four steps. Bam, you got a healthy, nutritious, delicious meal on the table. And you know what? Next week is uh, the Super Bowl of eating. It is Thanksgiving. And so you're going to have to cook that big meal. And always when you're done with the big meal, like you eat on the leftovers for two or three days, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to go back to the grocery store because I only bought everything for my big meal. So dinner fare is going to solve that for you. You're not going to have to go back to the grocery store. You just go back to your freezer, pull out a meal, and you're good to go. And I will also say right now, as the holidays are coming on us, a great thing to give to someone, especially with everything that's going on in 2020. I've had so many people say, you know, what, what's a good gift item for everything that's going on? A good gift item is the gift of food and meals. Um, so you can also give a gift card to anyone in any state that you're listening in and they can go online at dinner fair and order their own meals and they'll send them to them the same way packed in dry ice if they're not locally delivered or locally de delivered from their little delivery ninjas and it's just a great thing to give to someone every single ingredient that you need to prepare the dinner that you ordered comes separated in bags so you can add what you want leave out what your kids don't want and we have coming uh family favorite chicken and waffles for mm. dinner fair uh, hibachi style surf and turf is on the menu this month. French and onion we're not going to clean the grill. French onion chicken. Mm -hmm. Pecan crusted pork tenderloin. Doesn't matter whether you get uh, what protein it is. Doesn't matter. It's going to be a great piece of protein from dinner. If you're $30 off your first order, here's what you do. Enter the promo code caddy. That's C-A-D-D-Y at checkout. Caddy C-A-D-D-Y at checkout for $30 off your first order at dinneraffair.com, dinneraffare.com. How you do uh, on this particular episode, Donna has been working really, really hard on her category and her questions and has something to do with uh, the holidays coming up. Yes, the category is holiday food because Thanksgiving is coming up. Okay. All holidays. That crosses all holidays. All okay. Right. Can Brandon and I have a test question? Yes. So the test question is, what is the dessert that lasts four months and is made in the town of Claxton, Georgia? Fruitcake. Fruit Very good. You both got that one right. All right. Isn't this going to be fun? Let's get at it. Oh, my gosh. I love a fruitcake. Okay, here we go. All right, Brandon, if you get more questions right than Cadillac Jack, you win. If Cadillac Jack gets more questions right than you, he wins. And remember, all ties go to Cadillac Jack because it's not called You Can't Tie Jack. It's called You Can't what, what? Beat, beat Jack. Jack. Beat That's, right. Jack. That's right. Okay, so again, the category today is holiday foods. It's not fair for Cadillac Jack to hear the questions I'm about to ask you. So why don't you ask Caddy to leave the studio? All right, Caddy. We'll see you in about uh, 20 seconds. All right, I'm heading up, Brandon. Good luck. All right. 
Okay, he is out of the studio, Brandon. And the 20-second timer will start after I ask the first question. Remember, if you don't know the answer, you can say pass because the 20-second timer will go fast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Carl, you ready with your timer? Here we go. Question number one. What does the acronym PSL stand for at Starbucks? Pass. What is the sweet candy that comes around at Halloween and is not a vegetable called? Candy corn. A duck stuffed into a turkey is called what? A turducking. What is the name of the Christmas time milky drink that you can add bourbon to? Eggnog. That's it. All right. Good job, Brandon. You got three right. All right. That was excellent. Part of back. Do you want me to tell you how many Brandon got right? Uh, I think I heard you on my way back down the stairs. Three. You got three right? He passed on the first one. Okay. And he got three right. So right. here we go. Are you I'm ready, ready. Cadillac Jack? I'm Are you ready, sure? Donna. I'm ready. Here we go. Question number one. What does the acronym PSL stand for at Starbucks? Pumpkin spice latte. What is the sweet candy com that comes out at Halloween and is not a vegetable called? Candy corn. A duck stuffed into a turkey is called what? Turducken. What's the name of the Christmas time milky drink that you can add bourbon to? Uh, eggnog. People eat black-eyed peas and greens on New Year's Day for good luck. True or false? True. All right. Old Cadillac Jack ran the board. How about that? He's back. Yeah. I'm back, Brandon. <laughs> I can't believe you knew what a PSL was. It took me a second. I thought it was a thing at the Falcons, your personal seat license. Is that what it is? When I hear PSL, I don't think pumpkin spice latte <laughs> because I don't drink coffee. Yeah. So See, uh, I, I heard an F as in like, like Frank. So I was like, I don't know what a PFL is. P oh, a PS. Sorry, it's P is in Sam. I might should have said that. PSL. It yeah. could be a pumpkin um, freaking latte. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all my kids drink <laughs> those things. Yeah, those expensive drinks. How is virtual learning? Yeah. How is virtual learning going, Brandon, at the house? Uh, so far, so good. We, we've got one learning. Well, two now learning from home. One is actually going to school. She's a senior. Um, it's going pretty good so far. That's good. And are you working from the house? And what about your wife? Um, no, we're both working outside of the house most of the time. I work, uh, uh, probably two, two, three days a week. Maybe I work from home, but the rest of the time I'm down here in Atlanta. And should you guys decide to travel to, uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, how do you travel with six kids? Like, do y'all have a, 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 like a, a mobile home uh, on Sprinter, wheels? Or how, how do you travel? How do you travel we, with that many kids? We, we need a mobile home to, to do that, but no, um, we, uh, We've got two cars, and so we just kind of separate, and three kids go with me, three three kids go with her, and and we hit the road. Last one there is a run egg. Mm. That's right. Well, if, when that happens in our family, and we do that sometimes where two go with uh, old Caddy and two come with me or one comes with me, the one that comes with me, we get there like the next day because it we stop at every like flea market, outlet mall, Target. I mean, just, you know. If you travel with Dad, you need to bring a Mountain Dew bottle. Because yeah. it's nonstop. It's kind of like Delta. It's nonstop. I think my ADD no, carries like over into driving. Like I'm just wandering you know, down the road. Love that. Well, we hope you have a great, great holiday. And thank you for playing. And you gave it a good try. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. And, uh, you know, anytime. I'll, I'm up for a rematch whenever. So. Oh, there we go. Hey, man, we appreciate your support, Brandon, of the podcast. And uh, we, we appreciate your time today. And I now go to seven and one with Impressive. you can't beat jack happy thanksgiving and uh, say hello to all the kids start now maybe by the time Christmas the sun sets you'll be done yeah. all right all right good. buddy take care have a great day man
Shauna Smith is a pot peep for this episode. Shauna lives in Wintersville. She sent me a tweet. Uh, do the same. I love to communicate between episodes on social media at ATL Cadillac. And she said, so excited. Our, our gallery furniture uh, orders are, are arriving today. I mean, that's like a Christmas present. Gallery furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Uh, Shauna Smith and her family live in Winterville, which is an hour and 25 minute drive. But it is worth the drive from wherever you're listening now to buy from Gallery Furniture, a locally owned business in Gainesville. And you know what? Shauna got to spend time with Donna and Marilyn and all the gang up there, and they helped her pick out exactly what she needed. And here's the great thing. Shauna's not waiting. She's going to have this furniture in her house. Can you imagine how exciting that's going to be? All of her, you know, if people are going to come over, they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, Shauna, your house looks so great for the holidays. And you don't have to worry about anything. Um, she's going to have enough seating for everyone. And it just feels good when you can do some small changes to your house. And Donna and the gang will help you do that. They have financing on site. They have delivery trucks. Um, Shauna chose to come up and get her order, but you can also have it delivered. And they're good to go. As soon as you get up there and start picking things out, they're going to start planning when they're going to get them out to your house. Doesn't matter what you are looking for, whether it's something for uh, your master bedroom, a sofa for your living room, maybe something uh, to add a dining room table. Uh, on average, quality leather sofas can last up to three times longer than fabric sofas, but you're in luck because they have both gallery furniture. 1600 Browns, Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. The Wolfman legacy continues today. Ask for Donna and ask for Marilyn. And uh, check out all of the uh, different uh, pieces and sets that they have. Gallery Furniture, GA on Instagram. So we have all learned to do Zoom. How many on the way here today to the Apple Media Group and Apple Podcast Network? We are about 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta in Alpharetta, Georgia. How many Zoom meetings did you have before we left the house just in the first two hours of the day? I had one at 915 and then I actually had a Teams meeting. You know, some people have switched over to Teams for what we're getting ready to talk about from Zoom. So I had a Zoom meeting at 915, a Teams meeting at 10, and then here we are. What's what's the difference? I, I don't I don't know. Just different platforms. But a lot of people started using Teams because Zoom was being, um, people were Zoom bombing people and coming in. And also, um, it's just a different platform. It's really kind of the same thing. But also, Zoom had that time limit. Which was 40 minutes. Yes. Unless you had a paid account. Is that right? Correct. And so they are, they being Zoom, say that they're getting rid of the 40-minute meeting limit on Thanksgiving so that you can visit as long as you would like with your family on a computer monitor. I love that. Do you? Yeah, we did that last year. Remember, we Zoomed last year with um, all but of my... But it wasn't for 40 minutes. All of my relatives. Well, most people don't keep up with the The time. people that you would want to Zoom with or need to Zoom with, especially in a pandemic like we are right now, do they have the technical wherewithal to... Like my mom, I mean, she has a flip phone. God bless her, she has a radar detector. Yeah, that's she not going to happen. in 10 years, but... Mm -hmm. um, that's not going to happen. I mean, you, you your hope is that someone will be on the other side of the technology to help those people that need help get on the Zoom call. I've been on a work Zoom call where it was like intense and things were going on and they were like, you know, Jim, it's your turn to speak. And then it's like, and the Zoom, the meeting has ended from your time limit. And the other thing that's really like kind of um, scary about Zoom is you can turn it off, but there's also a clock up at the top that t ticks down backwards how much time you have. So you'll see people like we used to have this one where they would call on each person. And when it's your turn, you're like blah, 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 talking fast because you could see the time ticking down. And I was always the person going, I'll go last because I was hoping it's going to get, you, gonna get cut expired. off. Yeah, there will never be a last. I got cut off. Sorry. And then I've gotten a, I've gotten one before. I think we had this where you've gone over your time limit when you're Zooming with friends and they're like, 
get back on. I'm going to send you my email. We'll set up another appointment. And you're like, yeah, eh, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't need a two-parter. My interest in this is also expired. Yeah, I don't need a two. In addition to the clock. I don't need a two-parter on my happy hour. You know what I mean? It's probably a good thing. How are you feeling about Thanksgiving? I feel good because we're going out to eat. (laughs) And we're not eating like Thanksgiving stuff. I mean, I'm sad. I am sad that we can't all be around. And this is, were we around last year? It wasn't because of COVID, was it? No. No, that would have been in March. There was some reason we weren't all together last year. And I can't remember what that was. And we did this Zoom. It may have just been that we couldn't all get together. But anyways, I feel like it's the second year where I'm like, oh. But you know what? I'm just thankful that we're going to be all be together. And, and you know, you just have to take these little victories. I do think there's going to be a spike in numbers after all these kids come home from school and people get together and all that stuff. But I mean, I don't know. I also understand that if you want to spend time with your grandparents and you feel like you want to do it or or family, not even grandparents, I I, I get it. You know, I think everybody has to make the decision for their own situation and their own family. Ours is more traveling and also that we do have really elderly parents. You know, my mom's 87, Al's 100. Your mom and dad are not in great health. So I also feel the heaviness of not wanting someone to walk away from one meal getting sick. It could happen anyway. I get that. But I do, I would feel horrible if that happened. How do you feel about Thanksgiving? I think that um, I think we all knew that it was going to come to something pretty drastic like this. You know, I was thinking this morning about my dad when he had a stroke back in March of this year. My mm-hmm. dad lives in Asheville, North Carolina, Western North Carolina. And I remember it was mid-March and I remember driving from Atlanta to Asheville and getting to the hospital and they took your temperature. Mm-hmm. And there was one entrance into the hospital, but you could have visitors at this time. This was when, again, mid-March. Which is heating up. This is in the very beginning of the pandemic. Uh, But I remember then going the next week traveling back up after he had been discharged from the hospital and was in um, a rehabilitation facility uh, for, you know, a few days. And so I would drive up to that facility and the same thing. And you would have your temperature taken and they would ask you the three questions, um, but a marker for me also, and, and, and now you can't even get into hospitals and, and have visitors and things like that. And my dad's doing doing well, um, but we limit our exposure to him. And when I have visited with my dad, since he's had this stroke, we sit on the back porch in Asheville. I'll drive up for a day, take him some Carabas, you know, pick up his favorite meal or something. And we'll sit on the back porch and we'll visit for maybe an hour, hour and a half. And then I'll drive back to Atlanta. But my big marker for this pandemic was uh, when Fulton County Schools, Atlanta is in Fulton County. When they sent out an email saying we're going to take a break for two weeks, this is back in March. We're going to we're going to we're going to dismiss school for two weeks, and we're going to get get wrap our heads around this and figure it all out. And we're going to deep clean, and then we're going to be back. And here we are. We've been through two time changes in this pandemic. Well, and now I think the fear is that we're yeah there was some hope that we were coming out at the end of the the light at the end of the tunnel, and now that the cases are spiking, you know there's a fear that we're going back into the tunnel and does it start all over again and I think it's become the new normal too I, as I'm sitting here thinking about this, I'm sitting thinking that yes, I won't be you're right, you haven't hugged your dad, you know, and I haven't hugged my mom or al since March and Mr. Al, if you did the podcast, is your mother's boyfriend who is one hundred it'd be one hundred and one years old in January in January, I know, and they do live together. Yes, and he is 
really, and I mean this, he's really getting, like he's ready to get out. He's going on a year though, Donna. I know. In lockdown, in an assisted living facility with your mother, God bless Nana. But that apartment's 500 square feet. I know. Their meals continue to be delivered to their apartment. In Styrofoam. They're, they're not really allowed no. to leave at all. No. He's 101 years old. Let this man out. I know. Maybe let, we should start him, a movement like hashtag free Al. Let him cross the street and go to Del Taco. If well, it's the not man, there anymore. He's mad okay, about well, that. Whatever. Brooklyn Joe's or wherever. It's I a, know. Just a target. He's 101 years old. This man survived World War One, <laughs> Or uh, two. World War II. Two. Uh, and the Spanish flu. Yes. He's 101. I know. And yeah, there's a lot, I know there's a lot of people listening who have owls and it doesn't matter if they're a hundred or they're like my mom or your parents. It's just tough. I've talked to a couple of people who have, because they know my mom and Al are in assisted living and they're in the same situation and they're, it's, it's heartbreaking. And it has become the new normal that I, I'm just sitting here thinking about it that I haven't hugged them. I haven't been in the apartment since it all started in March, you know, but he's, it's kind of funny to leave you with a little bit of you know, it, it, the world's heavy right now. But he told me the other day on the phone that this is his words, quote, unquote. You ready? If they don't get this shit figured out, he's busting out. And I said, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> Mr. Al, he said, I don't know. You're going to call him an Uber. Something. But he told me the day he said, I, he said, when they weren't looking, I opened the door and I put my foot out there just to feel the carpet. And that just shows you, though, you know, and I understand that. I mean, we're all going stir crazy in our big houses with our kids and all the things we have. You know, we're 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 driving places there. These people literally cannot go in and out. It's a bigger discussion for another day. But, you know, it's just that that it's such a catch 22 because there, nobody's doing anything wrong to them because we're trying to keep our most fragile population from getting sick. But at the same time. Are we doing more damage by not letting them see their grandkids and hug them and be a part of family celebrations and, you know, enjoy this last period of their life? I feel very, and I don't mean this in a bad way, we're very connected to your dad and your mom, but I feel very disconnected because, you know, conversations about what the kids are doing are not the same as as being able to hug them and see them. And so if you're listening and you're going through that, just know that we are too. And it's just, we just all kind of have to pray for it to get better and you know, believe that maybe we're going to come out of it. Hashtag free out. Mm -hmm. Voicemail text line for the podcast comes straight to my uh, smartphone, 770-464-6024, 770-464-6024. Please include your name and city so we can give you a proper uh, pop peep shout out. Are you ready, Donna? Please let something let's good check, happen uh, here. Hang on, I forgot my password. Mm. Hang on here. Here we go. Let's check, uh, let's check the phone number right now. Mm -hmm. And Donna, Got a couple. Oh, my goodness. Uh, love the podcast. Need the laughter. It makes my day go by Faster at Work, Jane at Cumming, Georgia. Thank you, Jane. Love, Jane. Should uh, you vet these before you just read them live? No, I like read them. Read them raw. Okay. Uh, I know how huge of a fan you are of Luke Combs, and you may already heard this about how Blake Shelton embarrassed by the way he was treated by The Voice. But, Maybe I should vet some of these. Yeah, you probably should. Embarrassed because Luke Combs was treated poorly or don't know, don't. Blake Shelton. Okay, well, now we got to go down that rabbit hole. I'll, I'll investigate that and get back to you on the next pod. Chris Stapleton's hair looks like a greasy mess. I'm so glad Donna said it was soft. When it, did you ever touch Chris Stapleton's hair? We Some meet and greet. I can't remember, but it, it smells lovely. It does. 
And I know, I know people think that. I know they think it's crunchy. I had a lot of people say this to me that I had people come up to me at the event that we did um, at Uncourt to the songwriters and say, I am so glad you cleared that up. That has been the one thing that I have wondered about more than anything. Is his hair kind of like dreadlocky or crunchy? And it is not. It is silky, bouncy, smells good. Again, notes of patchouli, uh, wood, notes. wood notes, patchouli, pine. <laughs> pine. Do you think he uses his wife's product? Morgan? Mm, Morgan? More, I don't know. I don't know that whole situation. All right. Well, let's connect uh, on the voicemail text line, social media as well. There's the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page as well. We have a small ask of you three things. If you are able, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. We are so thankful and grateful for all the reviews uh, that have been left in the past year. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And our sponsors include Gallery Furniture in Gainesville, Georgia. And dinner affair, dinneraffare.com, $30 off first order. Enter the promo code CADDY at checkout. Uh, if you're traveling for Thanksgiving, maybe you're listening to this podcast as you are traveling, uh, wear your mask. Uh, be, wear your seatbelt. Be, be safe and, and, and hug your family. Yeah. And if you uh, have exhausted every single episode of this podcast and shift to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist or start from episode one and listen again. Hmm. We appreciate that very much. Okay. Have a safe, blessed Thanksgiving. New episodes Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. <laughs> Excuse me. We have a Luke Combs on The Voice. I'm going to have to go back and figure this out. Well, well that'll be a uh, piece a for teaser. the next uh, Yeah, that's a teaser, huh? Episode.